Welcome to another episode of the Amford Church Sermon Podcast. We're thrilled that you're taking the time to listen to what we have to say about God, the world, and you. These sermons are recorded live during our weekly Sunday morning services. To find out more about us or to plan a visit to join us, check out our website, amfordchurch.com. Again, thanks for listening and enjoy. Little girl, she was called Joanne. Joanne, in many ways, had special needs, special educational needs. But she was a a lovely uh, child, a lovely young girl growing up. Strangely enough, there was someone here today joining us in membership who was part of that Sunday school. I leave you to guess who it was. But there are two people doing tech this morning, and it was one of them. (laughs) So we won't say any more. That lady was quite emotional this morning, and I was quite emotional seeing her, one of our Sunday school children, joining uh, us in this church this morning. But for a minute, to go back to Joanne. Uh, Joanne was different, as all these people here were different. Joanne was different in, in many ways. Uh, but she was engaging. And one Sunday she said, Peter, can I go out and sing in the front? We had a little stage, not a big stage like this, but in the vestry in Katalem, and there were about, I don't know, 30 or 40 of us there. Can I go out and, uh, and sing? And she did. And she came out, and she stood there, and she sang, Jesus loves me. This I know. And she sang the chorus, And then she went into the second verse, which I'd never heard before. And she sang, Peter loves me this. (laughs) For the Bible. Um, Joanne didn't use big words like we sometimes do. And perhaps we shouldn't use so many big words. But she, by her simple faith, showed clearly the kind of God our God is. He is a God who longs for a relationship with men, women, and children. For those who are new to us this morning, uh, we're in the middle of a series where we've been looking at the characteristics of God. We've all got characteristics characteristics God has as well. And we've been thinking of God as being trustworthy, compassionate, in control, who is active, and who is wise. Joanne showed that she had a relationship. Sadly for us in Kersalem, and for the family especially, Joanne was taken to be with the Lord very shortly uh, afterwards, in her young teenage years. And she now knows the fruit, the blessings of that relationship. But her little song showed that she had a relationship with Jesus, 
and that relationship with people around her was important as well. So our topic this morning <clears throat> in the God is series is God is rela relational. Now, in the Old Testament, every Israelite from the uh, re release from Egypt onwards would have had it drummed into them, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. But the first thing I want to say this morning is that our one God is a God of community. Our one God, although he is one, he is a God of community because God is relational in his own person. Right in the opening words of the Old Testament, there are signs that the God of the Israelites and our God is one God. But as becomes clear in the New Testament, that one God is made up of three persons. We read right at the beginning of Genesis in the second verse uh, of the Bible that the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the water. And in the New Testament, Jesus is referred to as the Word. The Word who spoke creation into being. And we are told uh, in John's Gospel, that Word was God. So when God says in Genesis 1, let there be light, that was Jesus, the Son speaking. So in the, the very opening of the Bible, we have mentioned the God who created his spirit and his word. And again, significantly, and I think these words are going to come up, we read in Genesis 1, when God came to uh, create mankind, God spoke in the plural. I'm sure many of you have noticed this. Let us, says God, let us make mankind in our image in our likeness. God refers to himself as us. We are created in the image of a relational God, a God who in himself is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, Sam read to us at the beginning, Psalm 2. And Psalm 2, we have reference made to Jesus the Son with God saying to the kings and the rulers of the earth who would act against him, he is telling them this about this son, this king of his, this God. I have installed my king on Zion, my holy mountain. I will proclaim the Lord's decree. He said to me, you are my son. Today I have become your father. Ask me and I will make the nations your inheritance the ends of the earth, your possession. And this joyous relationship, this relationship of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, which had existed forever, was complete in itself. God had no need for more. In this series on Sunday morning, we have often realized this. God has no needs outside of himself, outside of this trinity, and the truth of the three-in-one God, partially shown in the Old Testament, 
and fully shown in the New Testament is proof of this God being relational in his own person. You may remember when Jesus was baptized, the Father, Son, and Spirit were involved in a, in a beautiful unity. We read in Matthew chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, as soon, as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven, this time the voice of the Father said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. The Son is being baptized. The Spirit comes down. And the Father's voice speaks of his delight in his Son. A perfect unity of three persons in one. A relationship that I, for one, cannot fully understand or explain. But enough to know that God from eternity, our one God, is one in three. So, first of all, we see that this God is a God of community. And secondly, this God created mankind to have a relationship with himself. Although he is complete in himself, God made man and woman to have fellowship with him. He walked with them and he talked with them in the garden with Adam and Eve. What shows clearly that the relationship was broken isn't the fact that they just ate of that fruit, but that one evening God came looking for them. And what did they do? They hid from him. They were in hiding from this God with whom they'd conversed, with whom they chatted, with whom they'd walked and talked. But after that brokenness of the relationship, God said, that he would want to restore it. He would want to restore, to, ma to make this relationship whole again. And as I was thinking this week and preparing, in some senses, that is the whole story of the Bible. This is what the whole Bible story is about. It is about God remaking that broken relationship. And of course, he does that through the Lord Jesus Christ, his Son, and by the power of his Spirit. God's way to restore this relationship, as we saw very clearly last Sunday morning, was by the death of Jesus on the cross and his resurrection. You and I are not perfect. We are far from it. So we couldn't restore this relationship ourselves. But Jesus is God. He lived a perfect life on earth. He was God himself from eternity. So what happened was that God himself took that initiative through Jesus to restore the broken relationship. Remember singing years ago, there's a way back to God from the dark paths of sin. And it goes on, I think, to say, it's at Calvary's cross is where you, you begin. Some 
people, when Jesus was here on earth, came to believe in him. And Jesus prayed for those. But yet, many, many more would come to believe through them, through their witness, through their lives, through their love, through their preaching, and down through the ages, down through the thousands, uh, through the hundreds and hundreds of years, people have come to believe. And in that prayer in John's Gospel, chapter 17, where Jesus has prayed for those that had come to believe in him, he goes on. John chapter 17, verses 20 to 24. And Jesus says, My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. God, through Jesus and by his Spirit, is making us, making those folk who came out here in the front and many, many more here in this building this morning, is making us part of this glorious relationship with himself. We are to be part of the glory that is the glory of Jesus himself. The glory, the relationship, the great love that God had for Jesus before the world began. This is the greatest relationship that any of us could be a part of. Many of you here this morning, like myself, uh, know of broken relationships. We know of um, sadness, we know of death, we know of quarrels, we know of uh, separation. But this particular relationship that God wants for himself with us in Jesus Christ will never be broken. We are his now, for time, and for eternity. That relationship will never, never be broken. And so, uh, you can see the uh, third point coming up uh, now as well. Because we are also in a relationship with all Christ followers, with all Christ followers, and with others who are not as yet following Jesus. It is good this morning, and it's by no accident, I suppose, that the um, pastors have arranged this series so that this morning, when we're talking about relationships, that we were also seeing people who wanted uh, to make known their commitment to this church, uh, this local church. 
saying publicly, publicly, they want to be part of the relationship that exists amongst the Christians here. How many of you, and many of you have been members for far longer than I have, and, uh, and how many of you have said uh, from time to time, oh, I wish we had a building of our own. I'm not going to ask you to put up your hands because I've heard you saying it. But you know, I'm going to say this morning, despite the fact that church leaders have looked at many, many different scenarios of having a church building of our own, of building one, I remember one of the very first instances was many, many years ago when we were going to build one with even a spire. And it was going to cost a million pounds. And we didn't have a million pounds, so we didn't have a spire either. <laughs> and this has gone on for many years. But you know, I'm going to say this morning, I hope without offending anyone, that I'm glad we don't have a church building this morning. Because the church is there. You are the church. We are the church. People are the church. Those who are committed to joining us, becoming members this morning, they're not joining a building. Praise God for that. They're not joining a building. They're not joining a denomination. They are joining a body of people. A mixed up body of people. Well, if they don't know it now, they'll soon find out. Uh, uh, a fallible body of people. But that's what's happening. They are affirming that the church is here this morning. You, we are the church. We have a relationship with God and a relationship one with the other. Go out to Llandabia Square this morning and ask people where the church is and they'll point you uh, up the road to a lovely clock tower and a lovely building. But look around you in this hall this morning and what do we see? We see a body, a group of needy people who have responded to the call of God to believe that through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, broken relationships between God and ourselves and between one and the other are healed. A people who believe that their wrongs and sins are forgiven as they ask forgiveness. A people who joy in a relationship that brings hope now and will bring untold glory one day. A number of you here are going through hard times as families. Oh, hold on. Hold on, not only one to the other in that relationship, but hold on to the fact that you and your loved ones, those that are suffering, those that are going through deep waters, know, hold on to the fact that there is a relationship between you, them, and the one that lives forever. And that one day, that relationship which we have now will be so glorious, so unimaginable, so brilliant, 
because that relationship will have reached its fruition and will be there forever in, in glory. And then usually at this stage, I think there's a, a slide that comes up which says, so, and it happens as if by magic. So what? So what? How does this affect us? Well, first of all, let's be joyful and thankful in this one God. We've been praising him this morning. In this one God in three persons, a unique community God. And then, secondly, let us each ask of herself, himself, am I sure of this relationship with this God who loves me? Have I responded to his, to his love? You remember I mentioned Joanne at the beginning. And she was saying, Jesus loves me this I know. But it's a, a relationship is a two-way thing, isn't it? So, uh, in a few minutes, we'll be singing, My Jesus, I love thee. Do we love him this morning? What he's done for us. Let's just pause and think for a moment. My Jesus, I love thee. I know thou art mine. For thee all the follies, those those top things, there's no real good English word for top, is there? Uh, those top things that we do. For thee, all the follies, the top thing I resign. My gracious Redeemer, my Saviour art thou, if ever I loved thee. And it's easy to love, it may be, may be easier to love him here in the company of others who love him as well. But we can love him at all times. Why do we love him? I love you. I love thee because you first loved me and purchased my pardon on Calvary's tree. I love thee, I love you for wearing the thorns on thy brow. If ever I loved thee, my Jesus, tis now. I just want us to pause and to ask if, he, if, if, if there's a little of that that is true, if you feel that your love isn't as strong as it should be, that's fine, because Jesus talks of even a little love having tremendous power. But just ask yourself, do I know something of this relationship with this one God in Jesus Christ? And lastly, what of my relationship with those in this church and outside of this church, men, women, children of all types? Am I making the best effort by God's help to love those that God has loved? Am I putting an effort into building relationships? You know, it can be an effort on a Sunday morning with 150 people here, can't it? Can be. Uh, you may not feel like talking. You may want to get, want to get out. You may, there may be other things on your mind. But we do have a glorious relationship in Jesus, one with the other. And what of those outside? There are some people, you may have noticed, who are awkward and difficult. I may have mentioned this before. You know, when you reach my age, you're allowed to reminisce. I was teaching, I used to teach, uh, believe it or not, I used to teach English. I know you find that difficult too. <laughs> I used to teach English uh, as well as Welsh. 
and sociology and RE. I even used to take my guitar in. <laughs> That's difficult to believe as well. But <clears throat> there was a particular last lesson on Friday where I used to teach a group, mostly boys, from Brinaman. They didn't want to be there. I didn't want to be there. <laughs> and last lesson on a Friday afternoon, if you've had any experience of it, can be a killer. <clears throat> Lessons in those days were just 35 minutes, not like the, the hour now. And it could be tiresome, as I said, and for them and for me. They would think this is a waste of space. In fact, what sometimes used to happen, and this was before the days of a rigorous uh, curriculum, uh, somebody watching over your shoulder all the time that you were adhering to that rigorous curriculum, we'd spend uh, 20 minutes doing English, and then one or two other boys would say, Oh, sir, can we talk Welsh now? You know, well, it was a Friday afternoon, and you know, we might spend the last quarter of an hour talking about the football on the Saturday or whatever was in the news, the rugby, or whatever. I said it could be tiresome. But then I remember particularly one Friday afternoon thinking, these boys, these girls, they're created in God's image. They are people who are loved. Well, most of them were loved by parents. But there was somebody else who loved and who still continues to love them as well. And these are the people that we are called to build relationships with. We may have to do it consciously with neighbors, with coffee places, as you know, Amundford is becoming a town of barbers and coffee houses, great places to meet people. Um, some of us don't need to go to the barber so very often. But beware. Let's beware, church. Let's beware, and I'm talking to myself as well. Let's beware of being cliquey. Let's beware of, of just mixing with those others, brothers and sisters, that we love. Do we just mix with Christ followers? Or are we forming relationship with those we are praying for to become Christ followers? And so consider the one who made us to have a relationship with himself. Have we sought that personal relationship ourselves? Can we say, and the words are still on the screen, my Jesus, I loved you because you first loved me. And then consider those around you this morning. Um, I'm sure that men, many of you didn't know the people who came out to the front. You may, there may be some there that you've never talked to. Well, don't jump on them this morning. Don't crowd them, but try to talk to someone that you may not have talked to before. Ask questions. If you've moved into the area, and if you didn't know the Welsh people before, you know that we're a very nosy lot. Aren't we? Graham, what do you think? We are a nosy lot, yeah. Thank you for agreeing, uh, Graham. Um, so it's easy to ask questions. 
of people when we meet them for the first time. Well, that's what I do. And if they don't want to answer, they will say, go away, you nosy person. But, <laughs> but let's, let's appreciate that as a body of Christ followers, we are in a relationship, one with the other, a relationship of love, a love that comes from the Jesus who loved awkward people like us. And so we praise his name. As the band are going to come up, we're going to just pray. And our Father and our God, we praise you for this glorious relationship, the relationship of the Father, of yourself, Son, and Spirit, that we cannot understand but know that it's true and it's just a reflection of the love that you have in creating relationships. We thank you for the people this morning who've shown that they want to commit to a relationship with us here. We ask you to bless each and every one of them and their families, and we ask you to bless us as we seek new relationships with others, praying that there will be more people, not just to join this church, but who will come to have a great, glorious relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And to you be the glory. Amen. We hope that you found today's message useful and challenging. And we want to take a moment to offer you some next steps that you can take right now. Why not get in touch with us via email at contact at amforchurch.com if you have any follow-up questions or things that you'd like to discuss. If you want to know more about what's going on at Amford Church, make sure to like us on Facebook. And lastly, check out our YouTube channel for video teaching in addition to our sermon podcasts. Thanks for listening.